0: Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I am Chad Russell, that is Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries, and we do this little show called Solid Steps, geared towards men. We have a lot of lady listeners, and that is very welcomed, but we primarily talk to the guys and say, hey guys, uh, you have a destiny, and that destiny is to walk with Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. and um, you're not fulfilling your destiny as a man or a woman. If you're not uh, walking with him and being a son or daughter of his, and, and that's a it's a process for some people. Sometimes it's a one-time thing. Sometimes it's a, a, a process for people to go through that. But we want to be a tool in your toolbox, men. Uh, you may or may not go to church one day a week and one hour a week, and you're in between kind of bumping around. Maybe we can just be a resource to kind of encourage you, challenge you, and just to help you along that path. So today's show is, is really a continuation of last week's show. So depending on when you hear this, you need to go back and listen to the podcast of of this prior to this show. We had a gentleman on named Tony Cash, and he deserved a whole show because his story was amazing. Part of what we want to do here at Solid Steps is tell the story that God is writing in men's lives, and who boy, it's a doozy in his life. So it is a wonderful story about what he has been through and what God has pulled him through. And today it's a continuation of that because we said last show that. God's not done writing his story like he's not done writing yours and we're going to hear today a continuation of what God is doing in Tony's life and when you know it he brought a woman into his life and that usually is kind of the, it was good but now it's very good <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right Tony and we got we brought this woman in here Chad there has been only a handful of women that have been on our show and oh, wow. uh, so, so Tony, we're so glad you brought your wife with you. And uh, so, welcome back to the show, Tony.
2: Uh, thanks for having us.
1: It's it's a great to have yeah. you. And uh, Kim, we're going to introduce you in just a, a moment here, but we're so glad to have both of you. And Tony, uh, love to have you. In just a kind of a, a real quick summary, catch up our listeners to kind of what we unpacked at the at our last uh, last week's show how God you know where it start how, how your life started and and just really rough and how God
2: really worked in your life yeah man talk about that real quick <clears throat> well I'll just brief my uh my whole uh, story here um, uh, devil got a hold of me at our age I always started off with that at the age of five I smoked my first cigarette at the age of seven I smoked my first marijuana joint led by two older brothers we embarked on lives of, of vandalism and stealing and crime and and uh, by the age of 11 I graduated to harsher crimes picked up a gun began robbing stores and stealing vehicles and uh, I eventually graduated to be the top three worst juveniles in the entire state of Ohio been in and out of most all their institutions some two and three times escaping and and just never never stopping and, and that <clears throat> that tornado led me into the adult system at the age of 17 I assaulted a uh, staff at the detention center <clears throat> they sent me to the county jail and, and then from there uh, I finished that sentence uh, of assault and then graduated to the adult system at, at the age of 18 uh, from the age of 11 to the age of 49 I spent nearly 36 years of my life incarcerated 20 of those years I lived in solitary confinement ruled and, and dominated by uh, by hatred and darkness and uh, Jesus Christ uh, coming into my life and I'd love to say I surrendered Im- immediately and life changed forever after that but <clears throat> I've embarked on a journey of rising and falling many times and until uh, I finally surrendered to the Lord um, in my final sentence, my final stay in prison and my last stay in solitary confinement. Uh, I surrendered to the Lord completely. Uh, he began redeeming my life and all the things from my past. He uses for his glory today. <clears throat> he began making me a disciple maker. All my years, I trained and taught other men to do bad. And today, I'm using, like Paul. Paul thought he was doing God's work. And when Christ he redeemed Christ. him, <laughs> he began doing, running that hard for the Lord. And I thought I was being who I'm supposed to be and when I come to Christ when I finally surrendered um, he began a journey of me running hard after him and for him like I did uh, in the dark world so today now I'm <clears throat> I'm a missionary with an organization called Team Expansion uh, we uh w- my wife and I both are uh I'm blessed with a a god-centered uh wife that he put in my path and uh she joined me in the mission field and the Lord opened the doors for us to go back inside the prison system and we've been taking our discipleship tools inside and watching God do his thing man it's just been a, an amazing roller coaster ride and a, and a joy to see the lives that he's transforming through the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony so it's so so cool man you go you go 30 plus 36
1: years in prison Turn right around and you go (laughs) almost immediately to the mission field. Amen. That is the power of God. Amen. (laughs) Now, uh, now, Tony, um, you're still uh, incarcerated, but you were able to start really coming out and going to church.
2: Yeah, um, in the prison system, they got a, a, a lower. There's a prison behind the fence a prison outside of the fence which is called a camp and then there's a half warehouse which they're still inmates but they they get a community custody and they get to go to a facility where they get to work in, in the public a little bit and uh, and they're still part of the prison system but this particular uh, place I was at enabled me to to come to church and uh, and that was uh that's how I end up uh, up. Coming and staying in, in Louisville, the Lord led me to the church, to my church. And, so, so he started going to church
1: and uh, worshiping there. And there's other other inmates who were also, you know, with you,
2: right? Right. We'd all come out to go to church, and they bring us back. That's that's how uh, that's how the Lord led me to my church. And uh, and in that journey, uh, he would let me know that he wanted me to stay in Louisville, to stay connected to my church, and. Uh, so when you got out, when your
1: last day at the halfway house, uh-huh. uh, you, now you're totally free. Correct. And you you get a job, and you're and you're now a part of worshiping, and you're free to come and go as you please. Correct. And kind of fast forward, how how did you meet this 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 fine lady who's sitting right next to you?
2: What? How did that all happen? Well, I. Uh, <clears throat> I continued going to the bible study that i went to when i was in the halfway house and and through that uh i met my wife um because she was going to the bible study too right there's a rather large bible study and, and we didn't interact we didn't we didn't uh we didn't communicate or know each other through that time period and uh I was trying to keep my focus forward. I knew coming out. You didn't need a woman to distract you. Well, I wanted a woman to distract me, but I wanted the one that the Lord wanted for me. So I didn't want to get distracted by all these beautiful women. I already know the destruction of it. So for the first time in my life, I was just focused on on the Lord and what he was leading. And I tell you what, from January to the day that we married – from January to July is when we first, me and Kim first dated in July. That was the first woman I dated, the first hand I held, and the last. And so I took a journey. That was, it was a difficult journey to keep focus forward. <laughs> Lord, but, help me stay focused. But on that journey, I didn't realize that God had put me on Kim's heart, and she had been watching me whenever she seen me at church and, and that was great for helping her to be secure and confident in me because she didn't see my eye wandering she' she she' seen my walk and it was and she'd been praying for a man chasing jesus which she got that statement from the movie war room which played a large role in her life and she'll I'm sure we'll share that here shortly but but all that time she was watching me whenever I was at church and when uh when it's time for us to to meet and really connect the the veil was off a a week after we met i told her uh, the first when we first met i said i don't know why he's putting you in my life but i know he put you in my life for a reason that's what you said to her yeah the week later i said i'm going to act as if from here on out she said as as if what i said as if we're married you're going to see me for who i am me holding this car door is always going to be that way in fact, she don't get in or out of the car without me opening that door. Nah, I, <laughs> if I'm I mean, there,
1: we need to have you teach some manner, uh, uh, do a whole manners class. Amen, amen. <laughs> I see some men that need that.
0: <laughs> so I tell you what, we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back and we want, I want to hear Kim's side of all that because I guarantee it's a little bit more, a little different than his perspective about how they met and. In fact, you do want to hear the story because it's really hilarious it's about awesome. how she saw something behind the facade that maybe other people didn't see because hey. she had her eyes on it both physically and otherwise. So we're going to take a break <laughs> and we're going to come back and hear a great story, a love story, but also really a mission story. Two people on mission together, doing God's work, and we're going to hear about how God has used them uh, to mi- to minister to other couples. So we're going to take a break. Be back shortly here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Souter. We're here with the Cashes, not, not uh, Johnny, not Cash. Johnny and June, <laughs> <laughs> Tony and Kim Cash, and uh, we're here talking about uh, a great love story and, and uh, a ministry story of these two coming together and doing work, uh, God's work together. But we want to thank Ellen and Credit Union. They've been around the city for decades now, helping people with their finances, both personal and business, checking, savings, you name it. Ellen and Credit Union Vision First Eye Care. If you need glasses or contacts, this is who I entrust my eyes to. Uh, they can help you see, and you're more than a set of eyes; you're a person to them. At Vision First, Rod Rollo and his crew, Bright Star Home Care. If you know someone who needs a loved one who's starting to get to that age, they need a little bit of help. Maybe maybe one day a week, they may need 24/7 care. Bright Star Home Care can walk through that journey with you. So we want to thank those folks for sponsoring our show.
1: So Tony, you uh, you come to
2: know the Lord, you get you finally get out of prison after
1: 36 years you you're
2: in the well yeah i don't want to give the audience the impression that i just did 36 years in prison from the age of 11 to the age of 49 I did 36 years of
0: incarceration. Oh, that's totally different. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people get the misunderstanding. <laughs> well, that clears things up. That clears it up right there. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right? Oh, but God had Amazing. a plan in the
1: middle of all of this. Praise Sorry. God for that plan. Oh, my goodness. And so um, you brought in your wife. And, Kim, so welcome to the show.
3: Thank you for having me.
1: We, uh, we, we don't have women come in here very often.
3: I feel special. <laughs>
1: you, are special. you are <laughs> very, very special. Yeah. So, Kim, you. Um, before you married uh, Tony, I mean, you, you, you have your own testimony. Yes. You have your own story. Yep. Share with us, um, before you met Tony, and what the journey that God had you on.
3: Yeah, sure. And it's funny, because after hearing someone like Tony's story, you think, I don't have a testimony like that. How do I even compare myself to that kind of a testimony? But through the training that that we eventually got, I I learned that everybody has a testimony. So um, I had been married for 50, I was in a relationship for 20 years, 15 of which I was married. And it was a very tumultuous relationship, a lot of drinking, there were drugs, and I didn't really do the drugs, but I I developed a very heavy drinking problem that started at 10 a.m. in the morning. I would drink two large bottles of wine a day. And I'm little. And I thought I was functioning, but I wasn't. And uh, I, um, uh, it, it brought a lot of destruction to the relationship. And eventually I had um, an, a former husband who had eyes for everybody else except me. Mm. So I struggled with that. Mm. I really wanted that attention and that love. And I never got it. I never felt like he really loved me. Mm. And uh, so I came home one day in November of 2013 to an empty house and I had no idea. Um, The money was gone, the bank accounts were drained, um, everything that I had- Retirement? was drained, everything that I had, you know, been saving with this man suddenly disappeared, and I just, I I fell to my knees. And I didn't even know at the time, when Mm -hmm. I was falling to my knees, I knew I was crying out to God, but I didn't know that he was really listening, because I grew up Catholic, and I never heard or cracked the Bible, or heard a lesson, or went to a Bible study. When I would open my Bible, it was foreign to me. It, mm. it didn't make any sense. So um, I later learned that's because I had. No relationship with Christ. So yeah. uh, I was seeking something and didn't even know what it was. So I used to say I was married to Satan, but I was wrong. Satan just owned that home and everybody in there was lost. So mm-hmm. I fell on my knees, came to, t- started attending a church. Um, actually, it was about a year later before I even started attending the church. Tried to, tried to get a grip of the drinking. Um, I did a good job. I cut way back, but I thought I was in control of all of this, mm, yeah. and uh, I um, I hadn't fully surrendered. Um, and a friend of mine, Laura, brought me to church in August of 2015. So almost two years later, I've been on this stumbling journey of coming and trying to do things, kind of like Tony, rising and falling and rising and falling, crying out, nothing would happen, and. Um, she brought me to church, and I wept. It was the first time I heard the word preached like that, and I was like, wow, I need this. I need this in my life. I need God. And um, so she later invited me to the opening movie called War Room, which opened up two days after that first experience at church, <laughs> and from the t- opening time till November 15th when I surrendered my life in 2015 to, to Christ and was baptized. I saw War Room 14 times. <laughs> I don't right. The people who made the movie saw fourteen, <laughs> <laughs> but there was two. You, really, you, you
1: just needed that. You needed a, oh. You needed that message. Uh, well, it was ministering to her big
3: time. It was because it was my life, really. That story was my life. The mm. difference in that story was Priscilla Shire came to Christ and and led was led by the Spirit. I was lost, still seeking, and her husband didn't cheat. I had the opposite. I had I had the opposite of yeah. that, and so but I saw in that movie, wow, if the, the power of God and how not to fight in relationships, how you should be fighting and and, and you know through fighting God-
1: for the relationship,
3: right, right, and, and just I didn't have that and I wanted it. So there were two lines in there that was very pivotal to me. One was, and I'm going to say it just like Miss Clara. Everybody teases me but it ain't your job to fix your husband and I still I still I still carry that with me because every time even as we've grown in our relationship I reminder of that <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's funny because I think of that for everybody. It's not my job to fix anybody. That's God's job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I ha- yeah. it's not even my job to fix myself. And I had to learn that. Yeah. But the second line that I got out of that was, I'd rather have a man chasing Jesus than a house full of stuff. And I was like, wow, I've had the house full of stuff. Had it all taken away from me, stripped down to the bare bones. 55 years old. at this. By the time this happened, I was 57. I'm barking on 60. No retirement, no social very little social security, no savings, and nothing. Very, nothing. And uh, so I started praying for them and that's chasing a good place Jesus. To be. It is. That's Amen. right where God wanted me. Amen. And he had a bigger plan, a mm. bigger plan. So come around um, that was twenty fifteen, so twenty seventeen in January, I started nod- noticing Moses in my church. Tony this looked big, like Moses. This this
1: big dude with beautiful gray hair and uh big big, beard. big gray beard. Very serious about his walk. And 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 it's it, it really was the seriousness of his walk. Yes. That caught your attention.
3: Yep. Yes, I was watching him. Tony kept his. Remember, I had a. I had a man who had eyes for everybody. Somebody, everybody else except me, and so I was watching Tony, and I'd look at him. He was tall, and, and he looked handsome. I couldn't see his face, and my friends and I would say, "I wonder what he looks like under all that hair," and
2: because uh, <laughs> I mean, Cousin he just.
3: Yeah, <laughs> but he had this. It was his seriousness. It was you could just see the seriousness about Tony in his walk with the Lord. And he was walking with men that were incarcerated, started um, seeing him in my Bible study, didn't even know he went there. All of a sudden, every once in a while I'd see him, God would just kept putting him on my heart. But he didn't leave with the men to go back. He would minister to the men, walk with the men in church that were-
1: Because by that time he was out.
3: He was out, he was free. And he'd walk them out to their van. I'd be leaving in, from church and I'd see him, but I'd see him walk off and I'm like, Who is this man, and why is God constantly putting him on my heart? Well, six months later, June the 4th of 2017, in comes Tony looking like that. And I was like, oh, my.
1: Oh, the beard was gone. He's got a little goatee action going on. And he, he, you're hair thinking, what a, what a <gasps> hunk
0: of a dude. Oh, man. Well, I heard uh, you all were on Kyle Itaman's podoca- podcast, and he said it perfect. He says, if anybody looks like their voice sounds, it's yeah. Tony Cash.
3: Amen. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I dug my – he had – a crowd had really gathered around Tony, because lots of people have been saying, you should cut your hair, you're free now, getting a job, and Tony's like, man – I'm following what the Lord's calling me to do, and that's where I'm going. And uh, I don't need to cut my hair. And so he pulls it back. I'm walking in. I'm digging through, and I'm like, oh, my word, Get move, 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 move. And I'm like, no, that looks good, Tony. And I went back to my seat and sent him a friend request on Facebook.
1: (laughs) And
2: he responded.
3: And two days later, he reached out to me and said,
2: I don't know why the Lord put you in my life but no. I, oh well. <laughs> 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 the, other but thing. In the other thing. <laughs> the other thing. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, about
0: um
2: Oh, I I said uh I said I'm not easily intrigued but but you intrigued me. I looked through her profile and I seen all that she'd been through. Her comeback. Her physically, spiritually, financially broken and her comeback. She, entrepreneur, business coach, life coach, all these things. I thought she might be able to give pass something on to me she might be able to teach me something but i was just intrigued at this little girl's comeback and i watched her go from 50 pounds underweight to back to her beautiful self and the skin cancer treatment she went through the laser it was horrible and and, and then the the story of her broken and 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 left abandoned yeah. and she came back from from all that and i was like
1: you, you, there's something
2: about her intrigued me. you, you saw God at work right yeah. And I thought absolutely I knew what I, I know God's fingerprints when I see it and I, I said yeah. there's something here well I, I' reached out to her and said I, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm not easily intrigued but I'm intrigued. I, I like to get to know each other and, and, and share more.
1: And the intrigue led to us. We're going to take a break because we're going to unpack that in the next segment. Awesome.
0: So we're going to be back and share more about what God is doing in Tony and Kim's life and uh, what they're doing in other people's lives. So we're going to take a break. Be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Souther here with Tony and Kim Cash. And uh, we want to thank our sponsors, Dan Hart Financial. If you want to know about retirement, what that may look like for you in the future or very near future or far future, Dan Hart can help you walk through that process. Frank Enterprises, if your septic tank is not working, you got issues. So Frank Enterprises can help with that. Water waste management, if you got water outside not going where it's supposed to go, Frank Enterprises can help you with that. And then Southern Smoke Catering. SouthernSmokeCatering.com is a catering-only barbecue joint, and, man, they're really good. If you've never had their barbecue, really good mac and cheese, by the way. Uh, Southern Smoke Catering. They are a wonderful uh, sponsor of our show, along with those others. Put some South. In your mouth. In your mouth. <laughs> okay.
1: So, okay, so Tony and Kim, um, you, you, you caught – his eye, he caught your eye, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and got, you know, the, you both saw God at work in each other's lives. Absolutely. Yeah. And God is bringing you together. Right. And uh, when he, uh, you know, Tony, you didn't know
3: his story. No, when I first met him, I had no idea. I was trying to figure out, I'm like, why does God keep putting this man on my heart? So when we, we met, I sent them the friend request. Uh, June 4, June 6, he reached out. We started having phone conversations, seeing each other at church. I started learning about his story. And, you know, I come from digital marketing, so I've been in that since 2007. And my job as a digital marketer was amplification for my clients. And all I kept thinking to myself was, man, this guy's my dream client. <laughs> he got a really good story. I could tell this story. And then pretty quickly we knew, and Tony said – about, you know, wait, wait,
1: we, uh, I, you said in the break, uh, Tony, you wanted to make sure that she heard your story face to face. Yeah. To
2: hear that over the phone or through somebody else, I wanted to h- see the facial features, my eyes, body language, and really see the redemption. Because I, normally I never shared my testimony. I let people get to know me first because I think then the testimony is, is awesome right. because I know what the Lord's done in me and through me. And but convincing somebody of that over a phone is not the way but to I go. had
3: I wanted that phone conversation because I was single. And by this time, I knew a little bit about Tony. So I wasn't sure if that was safe for me, mm. if that was a smart move. So I was trying to be cautious, you know. But I wanted to know. I wanted to meet this man, you know. When I saw him, I was like, man, he looked good. I, needed to, I wanted to know more about and, who he was.
1: And so the first, the first date – was the Spaghetti Factory. Yeah. Right, right.
3: and the walking bridge.
1: And the walking bridge. And yeah. that's when you unloaded on her the full story of
2: God's no. plan. No no, 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 she she already uh, knew my story. I
3: had been getting a piece of, we started talking on the phone from June yeah, well, till July, seeing each other at church, so I'm learning this story. I'm weeping when I'm hearing this story, because I'm thinking of my own children. I can't imagine my child, my children, any of them going through any of that. We
2: got together a couple of times and talked. We 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 met. At, uh, walked through the park. We, you know, met at church. So and, and, we and, talked face to face. But July was when we had our first date. Your first date. Yeah. Date date.
1: And 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 and, <laughs> the, that, and
2: and and by then you already. I knew the next week. The first week I told her. I don't know why you're. I don't know why God put you in my life, but I know He put you in my life for a reason. The next week I said, I'm gonna act as if from here on out. She said, as if what? I said, as if we're married. <laughs> you're going to see me for who i am so that day on i acted as her husband yeah, yeah. wherever we went and i told her i'm not this this doesn't change right. so then, i knew it just took her some time to figure to, and to, then to, how lo- to be convinced did, and how long did it take you to ask her uh, i on? was ready then <laughs> <laughs> But
3: I could see God's hand all – I mean, it was just so clear. The story, how you do it. I can remember when he said that to me, I thought, oh, my gosh, I could tell his story, but how am I going to tell this story? And God said clear to me. He said, don't worry about it. It's not your story. It's my story you're going to be telling And that really resonated with me. Now, I I do wanna get, this is a very important component, was Tony started discipling me from day one. I was broken and he knew that. He didn't know about my heavy, I was still drinking when I met Tony, but I cut way back and I thought I was hiding it. Mm -hmm. And so Tony was just discipling me. Later I'd find out he knew, never said anything. But when I would go through a storm, Tony would say to me, in the Bible, it says, and he would just quote scripture and and talk to me about how to stand on God's word and how to get rid of the the, the junk in your head and, and put God's word into your head. And I thought, wow, if I could have that, I could make it through any storm, mm. especially learning his story. So my attraction to him physically, yes, I was, but most important was he was that man chasing Jesus. Amen. And I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to be a part of God's story. I, I really, I when he said it to me, it was clear in my head, wow, this is God. Yeah. For sure.
2: Yeah, I don't want to make it sound like I was desperate to get married. No. I know. That's the only thing I wanted in life was a mate. But when I told her that, when I said I was ready then, I knew the Lord put it on my heart that we was going to be married. So it was just uh, six weeks, and that came to Fruition, but and you said you said in, in the break, uh, Tony, um, I
1: needed a seen eye dog.
2: <laughs> right. Well, I, with my absence from society for the years I've been, I didn't learn things in life like everybody else did. I was an, I lived as an outlaw since I was a little boy, so I didn't learn the things. Now I'm a Christian and a leg, legitimate person. I I'm really going through this alone. I didn't have nobody discipling me, leading me, walking beside me. People that was coming into my life, I'm discipling them or counseling them mm-hmm. and and when I seen all that stuff in her Facebook I thought man maybe she's got something to offer me tonight. so I, I, what I meant by the C&I dog is someone that I could trust a blind person trusts that dog so I wanted someone yeah. that was going to think of me when I met her I said love me like your child oh I
3: remember that hmm and think of me of
2: as much as you would think of your child, because I'm going to mm-hmm. give you my life. I'm, I'm loving you with my life. That's what Christ told me to do.
1: And it was, uh, it, it was some serious trust going on there. Absolutely. Well,
2: and I
3: never had a man pursue me like that. No. I've always pursued. So so, I saw something. I went for it. And with Tony, it was a total – Tony was teaching me how to be a godly woman and a godly wife. So he started ministering to me on Ephesians 5. Mm. And I was like, wow, you know, I'm going to love you as if, like, Christ loved the church, and you're going to reverence me like Christ.
1: Because of the great love that I have for you.
3: Abs, Oh, my gosh. It was like this was – I got God bumps. It was like – they're not goosebumps, they're Uh, God bumps. God bumps (laughs) are when the Holy Spirit moves through you. Goosebumps is jumping in cold water. I I like to
2: share that uh, (laughs) when we was together – we stayed, kept our relationship pure until we was married. Yeah, we're and honored we honored God. we made out and kissed and got pretty frisky at times, but we didn't cross that line. And, 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 no. and I told her, I said, two reasons. If I cross that line, you should not want to marry me because I'm not protecting your relationship and your testimony with okay. God.
1: And your purity.
2: I said, right, yeah. I said, number two, If I do, you'll never see me as a man of God. You'll see me just like you saw any other man leading with his loins.
3: And that made the biggest difference to me for every other man I'd ever had an attraction for.
1: That's awesome. As God was bringing you together, it wasn't just to be husband and wife. Mm -mm. Amen. God had more than that. God had brought you together to become a team. Amen. A team to do ministry for His kingdom and for His glory. Um, when when did you when you were beginning to date? Did you did, was that picture developing of, of that God was bringing you together to be mission minded and, and as a team?
3: Yes, that happened and it started in. We got married September second of twenty seventeen. Um, Tony helped me lay down the drinking with through the Lord in December. And God was preparing us for ministry, which led Tony to team expansion in January of twenty eighteen.
1: January of twenty eighteen, and not just you at team expansion.
3: I took me five more months, and that's a story in itself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but but I went through the training, and then when she found when the Lord finally put it in her heart, and she finally gave and, and followed, I went back through the training with her, just to go through it with her. So I went through it with her as well. So. We came out of there.
1: You were you were yeah, locked. we was it. We was a team. That you were locked at the hip.
0: Yeah, and, and God had brought you together to do ministry together for Amen. His kingdom. So we're going to take a break, and in the next segment, we got one more segment, unfortunately, but we we're going to talk a little bit about what it is they do, and uh, as a couple, and uh, they're a team in team expansion, and how they have kingdom minded work, and kingdom-minded mindset. So we're going to take a break and be back shortly here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio, our fourth and final segment of today's show with Tony and Kim Cash of Team Expansion. What a story. Listen to their uh, other three episodes, and you can listen to Tony's entire testimony as much as he could share on it uh, with the time. uh, Our last week's show at uh, iCloud, or excuse me, SoundCloud or um, iTunes, as far as the podcasts go. I'm going to thank our sponsors, the Southeast Outlook. They are a newspaper that talks about what God's kingdom is doing or God is doing in His kingdom, both locally and around the globe. Uh, Doctor Eric Veal and Iroquois Family Dental. That's a family friend, uh, kid friendly family dental office, and uh, they have two locations in southwest louisville and in east louisville and also veritech generators if you need a generator for your home and or business or you need maintenance they can take care of you at veritech generator and also jennifer heck has written a beautiful book uh that is a 92 page beautifully illustrated christmas book and uh if you want to go to uh, heavenlyconversations.com that's heavenlyconversations.com and it'd be a great christmas present and tradition in your family
1: so tony and kim god brought you together you you, you had a short courting period you got <laughs> you got married um but god called you to do ministry together yeah and team expansion you got you got connected to team expansion tony first you went through the training then and then kim you joined up five months later you went back through the training with her again yes. tony and and god really has called you to do ministry describe that to our listeners what what has god got
2: you up to um just incredible things well the discipleship tools we learned in team expansion is the number one fruit-bearing tool in the world right now multiplying the kingdom there are 67 groups in the city two million around the world and we're just a part of that movement. Team Expansion adopted these tools. And when I learned these tools, I learned, man, this is what I had to do to get where I'm at. But they're, they're tools that's put together in a format where they're taught to people that they don't have to go through the trial and error. They got, they're, they're, it's, a, it's a map on how to grow spiritually. And the, it's called a three-thirds um, because your time that you're gonna spend together is broken down in three parts. The first part's looking back, the second part's looking up, and the third part's looking forward. Mm. The looking back is looking back on the commitments you made last week when you, when you came to the study. The looking up part is looking up and asking God to open up the passage you're reading. Mm. And you discuss it, then you read it again, you discuss it again. There's four questions, really simple, but they're, they're, they bring out a great great conversation. And in the reading, <laughs> we're asking the Lord to convict our hearts as to how we can be obedient to what we're reading. In order to grow spiritually, you got to deal with convictions instead of just hiding them and, and, and contain them, and they end up biting you in the butt later. Yep. Well, you got to deal with your convictions, so we're trying to instill this habit that every day you hear God's Word spoken in your heart or you read it, and it's telling you to do something, do it. Deal with it. Conquer it through Christ. The second thing we're looking for as we're reading is that God would put somebody on a heart that needs to hear this this week, another brother or sister in Christ, or a person who doesn't know the lord wait and, wait oh okay no no no
3: this is iron sharpens iron for the training that's okay. that's
2: the second part okay the third part the third thing we're looking for is someone that doesn't know the lord we're, we're asking the lord to put somebody on our hearts that we can share our testimony or the gospel with mm. now you could be talking to someone that don't know the lord and they need to hear what you just read in that scripture So that, you know, it ain't like pigeonholed that you can't do that, you know, but we're trying to teach them these habits, dealing with convictions, discipling others, other believers, and trying to reach the lost that don't know Christ. And this tool, at the end, after we read the scripture, we're going to sit in prayer and silence and ask the Lord to open our hearts, and we're going to write down those commitments. We're going to go into the week, how to be obedient, Mm. who we can train with and who we can share with come back the next week and the person leading the group is going to go over those commitments. Accountability. The person leading the group will one day step aside and let someone else step up and he's going to assist that person while they lead. Then another person might want to try to lead. The person leading then is going to step aside and assist that person and the person that was assisting is going to watch over. Mm. That's, we've got an acronym called M-A-W-L. M-A-W-L. Model, assist, watch, and leave.
3: Just like Paul did
2: with Timothy. They're discipling. You're learning how to disciple. And then when they, when you, when they're reliable, they're going to keep the DNA of of the format that we're sticking to. When you know you can trust them, you're going to leave and go start another group. Nothing new. Just put in a format. Paul modeled Christ, discipled others, placed them in position, and moved on to start another church. Nothing new. It's just a simple format, easily reproducible, that anybody can do. To top it off, these are the tools that we train missionaries and send them out around the world, in the dark parts of this world. And these tools, we've learned to break them down in 12 different training tools and divvy them out in the time period to everyday people. So you'll meet every week doing your three-thirds study, but every three or four weeks, Somebody will come that's involved in the movement and train your group on how to share their testimony. Mm -hmm. And instead of doing the lookup part, in the lookup section, you'll do the training tool. And then the looking forward section, you'll have commitments pertaining to the training. So you're not disregarding the format. You're staying on on tune with, with what you're doing. So in the course of time, you're learning tools on how to, how to share the, your testimony, how to share the gospel, how to defend the gospel, how to pray for someone, how to talk to a stranger. It's, it's just amazing. It's so cool. Yeah, We believe there's a saying in the Marines. Every Marine is a rifleman. Even the cooks know how to break their guns down, put them together and shoot with expert marksmanship. We believe that every Christian is a disciple and every disciple is a disciple maker and we all need to be equipped. I don't care if you're 80 years old. We're trying to equip Christians, every Christian sitting in a pew, hearing somebody testify about something great God's doing through them, will say in their heart, I wish I was doing that, or I should be doing that. I, or God, is there more? What, what, uh, what's your call for my life? The same call for my life is the same call for your life. Go and make disciples of the nations. Mm-hmm. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey all that I commanded you and I'll be with you to the ends of the earth. That's our high commander's command. We are empowering men and women with the tools to do so. So many people don't know. They've never tried it. When they step out to try it, they're like, man, I'm just a little anxious, a little fearful. But then when they learn how to, it's like, really? That's like, all it is? It's, and like that's right, what,
1: it's right like riding, riding a bike. You, yeah, right. You, right. At first you're you're you might fall
3: down a few times, but you move forward and right.
1: pretty soon you've got it.
3: Yeah, right. we that this is the tool that we bring into the halfway houses. This is where we're getting the fruit that people are seeing at our church is that we are training these men to be disciples who make disciples.
2: This is the same tool we use around the world and it's good for everybody. Inmates. Everyone. Broken homes. Alcoholics. It, everyone needs to grow as a disciple maker. Amen. So, and we're not just equipping them or leading them the Lord. We're equipping them mm-hmm. to to teach others how to teach others. So it's an ongoing thing. It just keeps them multiplying.
0: Yes. So these gentlemen you're meeting in a halfway house. These are people who have not had a church history. Typically, they, right. they may not have right. any knowledge. Right. They don't know the Lord. Right. And you're discipling them from day one. Right. right. Teaching well, them how to read His Word. Teaching them how to grow
2: spiritually. Right. And and what's amazing is that one week they're getting baptized, the next week or two or three, they're baptizing somebody else. We're teaching them that you're the light of the world now. You don't have to go to, 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 to Bible college or seminary school to do this. You light a candle, it gives off light immediately. It don't have to go to candle school or anything. All you got to <laughs> do is share what your God has done for you.
3: And for these men who feel unworthy... They now realize that their testimony makes them worthy.
1: I had one guy say that.
2: This is good stuff. Yeah, he said, I didn't even know I was a disciple, let alone
1: a disciple maker. Hmm. (laughs) This is awesome. Thank you so much for coming. Our time has flown by. Tony, would you just quickly, would you pray for us guys that we would be bold and courageous? Would you pray for us real quick, please? Absolutely.
2: Thank you. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for giving us an opportunity to amplify what you're doing and your call on each and every man's life that's listening right now, Lord. Mm-hmm. You called us all to be disciple makers, to go and make disciples of the nations, Lord. I pray that they'll, they've received hope and encouragement right now to step out in faith, encourage. Just be courageous. Just step out and try. Just speak God's word in somebody's life. Learn and grow as a disciple maker. I pray, Lord, that they'll surrender to you. Have the faithfulness and the courage to step out in obedience to their commitments and to your commandments. Mm. Lord, I pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. Mm. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you, Tony. Tony and Thank Kim you, Kim. Tony and Kimcash.com. Yes. Is that a good way that they can find more about your ministry and about what you're doing? Absolutely. Sure, sure. Tony and If you want to know more about them, connect them, or maybe just find out about being a disciple. I'm sure they'd love to talk to you about it. So mm. we're going to uh, finish up the show today, but as you have heard, uh, Tony's got quite a story. Kim's got quite a story. And God, uh, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Amen. And you don't know it or not, you are poor in spirit. You just Mm -hmm. don't know it sometimes. And so we're all poor in, in light of God. But, boy, when we empty ourselves and go to him. Uh, bless are us for good the kingdom of God is ours. So we thank you for listening and we just pray you will pass this along to somebody who needs to hear it and we thank you for doing that on Solid Steps Radio.